Dope Discussions Podcast. Dope discussions, gay to Erica, woke discussions. Mob ties, how they rock and think they both was cousins. Gifting you with their words so you might know you something. Just go and look for them live, they do it every Sunday. Every Sunday. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. Get the beat, baby. Make state to state, baby, coast to coast. Like the vibe, baby, spark the jokes. And we gon' bring you that dope. So talk with Erica, man, talk with G. And all you gotta do is talk with me. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that dope. And we gon' bring you that Hey, everybody, welcome back to another Dope Discussion Sunday with your girl Erica and your boy. Gator Beta, baby. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the virtual congregation. It's good seeing y'all on a good old Sunday. How y'all doing, <laughs> man? How y'all doing? Yes, today is going to be an awesome conversation. We have a dope mm-hmm. guest backstage that we're going to be bringing out. Uh, let's see who we got joining us. Hey, Derek. Hey fam, how you doing? Thank you for joining us. Today is going to be a very important conversation. Um, yes. I specially reached out to this uh, guest because I follow his his um, his platform on Instagram. He has such a great testimony. He has a such uh, such a great um, attitude towards life. Um, you know, I I just I'm so proud of him mm-hmm. for being a young black man putting this type of message out because it's so needed in this day and time and i'm so honored that he accepted the invitation to come join us today so i want to bring him out really quickly but before i do that i also want to recognize another black man that i love and that i appreciate today is gator's birthday y'all Oh yeah, today is my birthday. That's right. <laughs> Happy <Yay>! birthday! <laughs> and he he was gonna take off tonight and go celebrate mm-hmm. his birthday, but when he found out who we were gonna have on the show, he right. said, "I'm I'm gonna be there for this show. I want to be there for this topic. I want to be there for this conversation." Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to I just wanted to do a little tribute to you, right quick. <laughs> I was about to get my stove on. <laughs> Happy birthday, Gator, my brother hey. from another mother and father. Yeah. Thank y'all. I, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Look, it is 
uh, a blessing to be 44, man. Uh, we, you know, we, we're going to get into the topic in a little bit, but I will say that as a black man who went through similar scenarios and I went through, you know, the, the thoughts of suicide and I went through the depression and I went through those battles and, you know, hey, I'm still here, still on top. 44 years, man, and I am thanking God every day for breathing that breath into my body. So thank yeah. you for the nice little birthday <laughs> shout out. Thank all of y'all for tuning in. We appreciate it. So celebrate my birthday with me, everybody. Yes, but without further ado, let's go ahead and bring out our special guest. How you doing, Kizzo? Welcome to the Dope Discussions platform. Hey, Erica. Hey, Gator. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, I'm honored to be here, man. And Gator, happy birthday. I didn't even know it was your birthday, bro. Oh, man. You know what? <laughs> I appreciate it, man. And, and it's an honor for us to have you here. That's why Erica was right. She was like, oh, I can find somebody to help co-host this episode. And then she said it was going to be your episode this week. And I said, nah, it's all right. I'm going to go ahead and make some time to, you know, <laughs> I'll let everybody else chill for a minute. We're we, we going right. to make this happen. Right. Yes. So welcome. I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners and viewers. Tell them who Kizzle is. Mm -hmm. Tell them about Express Yourself Black Man. Absolutely. So my name is Kizzle. I am the founder of Express Yourself Black Man. And Express Yourself Black Man is really just a platform for us as a Black community to come together and heal with a specific focus on Black men, of course. And so what I do is I lead with vulnerability. And what that means is Essentially, I talk about things that normally black men shy away from. So like depression, mental health, relationships, suicidal ideations, dating, all of these different things. I talk about my perspective when dealing with these things and I try to off also offer solutions. So it's a lot of solution based thinking. So anytime an issue comes up or arises, I try to give my insight and then also offer solutions for us as black men. Um, so we're, we're a community of over 55,000 people on IG. Over a thousand on TikTok and YouTube. Um, we're starting something called a exclusive community. And what that's basically going to be is a subscription-based community where we take a lot of the content, we categorize it, we have live podcast episodes, kind of similar to what you guys are doing here. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to have low-cost therapy um, so Black men can get therapy at an affordable rate regardless of where they are. That's a part of a partnership that we're finalizing with the organization. We're going to have a medical concierge service. So what that basically is is a service that uh, takes care of scheduling doctor's appointments for black men, telemedicine, um, getting them to and from their appointments, all that kind of stuff. So all of that will be included in the exclusive community. So like oh, I said, wow. the, whole, the whole point of the platform is to um, meet people where they are and offer what they need. And so I've been doing that on IG. I want to get a little bit better at it with this subscription-based community and then take that, take those proceeds to then go and build out physical solutions for people in, in neighborhoods and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of like the five to 10 year plan, but that's what we do now. And that's where we're, we're going in the future. Man, I, I'm so proud of you and that it takes, you know, it takes some fortitude to, to step out on faith and do something like this on a, on a, on a big scale for other people. It's, mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's a difficult feat to actually, go through your own process and and become self-aware and realize that you need help yourself mm -hmm. but once you've done that for yourself it takes an even higher level of um, self-awareness and and compassion and love for other people to do that on a bigger scale 
Yeah. You know, what what was it that made you want to do this for other people, you know, once you got on the other side of your healing? Um, you know, that's a really good question. I don't think I don't think anybody's really ever asked me that. And I think the answer to that is that's just the kind of person that I've been raised to be. Mm -hmm. Um, just from my parents and just the things that I've learned growing up with watching them. My mom is always a person to kind of it's, and this is kind of good or, you know, you can take it how you want to take it, but she always kinds of like, she puts herself last in most situations. So I've always mm -hmm. kind of been that person. Um, mm -hmm. With therapy, I've learned that I can't always do that, right? right. Um, but it's always been in the back of my mind and that that's kind of who I am as an individual. And so when I was going through depression and suicidal ideations, we can kind of get into that. When I was going through that, I remember thinking to myself towards the end of it, like, wow, there's no way I'm the only person that feels like this in the world, right? Like, and that's kind of what depression and suicidal ideations does to you. It kind of lies to you, right? You kind of feel like there's no way like anybody else feels like this. I'm I'm probably the only person that feels like this. Yeah. Um, but after a while, I realized after talking to people and just like being vulnerable and explaining like what I was dealing with, I realized other people were dealing with the same things. And I knew how terrible I felt, right? And so mm -hmm. I was like, dang, if there's anything that I could do to make somebody else not feel this way or not have to deal with it as as um as not, not have not have it be as difficult as it was for me then i'm going to do that right and so it started in 2017 with something called a kizzle brand so that was an organization that i started um aimed at raising awareness for depression and helping people through difficult times and then that transitioned into express yourself black man in 2020 yeah. after i went through my own breakup my girlfriend cheated on me pandemic all that mm. kind of stuff so yeah so that's how express yourself black man started it started with a podcast and then grew into this huge community that you see on social media. Yeah. And wow. I, I appreciate your transparency on those issues because so many black men um, go through breakups and heartbreak mm -hmm. and and their first go to is to suck it up and pretend like they're OK. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't a big deal. Like, I'm over mm -hmm. that girl. Or, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go get another girl to replace her, yeah. you know, and all they're yeah. doing is just prolonging their healing or, or they're compounding the trauma. Because yeah. when you go into a relationship and you haven't healed from the previous one, you're just going to repeat that cycle and you're going to add on more trauma to what you haven't already dealt with. Um, what made you be that transparent? Because, you know, a lot of times when you're in a group of guys, if you're telling your friends that, you know, this girl broke my heart and, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm really messed up over her. Mm -hmm. You would expect to be ridiculed or you would expect your friends to be like, dude, you weak. Are you acting right. like a punk over that girl? Mm -hmm. What made mm -hmm. you just, you know, not be worried about that part of it and just be open and honest? Uh, so uh, it was two fronts. First of all, right, like I had to be open and honest privately with, well, I, I guess I'll say three fronts. Privately with myself about what happened and accept what what actually happened. And so that, that happened with me just kind of self-reflecting and understanding what the situation was. That's, that's when I got uh, cheated on, right? So after I got cheated on, I went through my grief and like my anger and all that kind of stuff. And I had to really kind of come to a certain level of acceptance with it. And then also um, after that, so that's the first part of it, it was kind of coming to an agreement of like what it was for me. Yeah. Then it was kind of talking to the people around me. And the reason why I had to do that is because one, I felt like people are not going to see me with this person or talking about this person anymore. So I might as well just get it out and let everybody know what was going on. Right. Cause I don't want to have to, yeah. every time I have a conversation, Oh yeah. How's this person? I'm just like, yeah, bro. You know, she ended up cheating on me and you know, six months down the line, we still having the same conversation over and over. So after mm -hmm. I got cheated on, to be honest, like within two weeks, everybody that was really close to me already knew. 
right? Like I already told everybody and we had conversations and that was kind of me expressing myself. So expression so black, man, that was me kind of expressing myself and having conversations with people around me about what happened. Um, And so that second part of it was where I learned that um, it was okay for what I was going through, right? Like the people around me didn't really judge me, right? And that was a, that was a beautiful thing about it. Granted, regardless of if they judged me or not, like I, I felt like at that point I was comfortable enough with expressing it that it didn't really matter what people said to me um, because I was going through my process of trying to heal and, and figure out what it meant to me to actually be cheated on and like what that looked like for me after. And so mm. um, luckily enough, I didn't have people that were like, bro, you know, just move on, go get another girl, blah, blah. Like, you know, you have some guys that's that's kind of their mm-hmm. rhetoric but for mm-hmm. me um that wasn't really that wasn't really helpful so i won't sit here and lie and pretend like that's not what i did because at first that that's the that's the route that i took like oh yeah you know what man because your pride and your ego is hit right especially yeah. as a man getting cheated on right your pride and your ego is hit you start thinking to yourself like nah man nah. she was tripping like she's bugging yeah. like i gotta see if i still got it right so now you're trying <laughs> to talk to everybody right. that you know you're trying to call up old flings all these different things right <laughs> um and so i did go through that process but I, what i realized after that i did that like one time and what i realized after was like yo this isn't fulfilling this is not helping me right like and i still had an issue with like dealing with um relationships with women because of my perspective and how i was going about them so um once i got through therapy and talking to other people about it and just getting different perspectives it led to me um just going online on my own social media this was before especially so black man started and just talking about therapy and all these different things so therapy was really the big proponent that made me feel comfortable with just talking about it because my therapist made me realize like i'm a human being and human beings go through these experiences and that i'm not the only black man that's been cheated on and like despite mm-hmm. what black men try to say and how they try to portray it like yeah we go through these experiences we go through relationship trauma we go through trauma just in general and we all kind of take it not normally not necessarily the same way but it all it bothers us and it affects us regardless of how we try to make it seem um and so once i realized that i was like okay i'm a, i don't need to front on social media i don't need to front and to my friends i'm just gonna be uh transparent i'm gonna leave with vulnerability yeah. and whoever can relate can relate and whoever can't um then it is what it is but it starts with being comfortable with who you are first and not really worrying mm-hmm. about what people say because there's going to yeah. be people that have a lot of stuff to say about how you express yourself and what you're expressing yourself about um because they may be uncomfortable with certain aspects of themselves you know and so right, you have right. to not you have to not let that get to you and you have to allow people to be who they want to be while you continue to be who you want to be right and so i've i've learned to kind of like um allow myself to be authentic in my expression and allow people to be authentic in how they want to perceive that expression and and sometimes it doesn't match and that's okay right right now i gotta ask you what was your 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 jerk moment your wake up moment because i know when i was going through my things there was there was a moment where i wouldn't even call it rock bottom but it was the moment where i said you know what i gotta go get help i Mm -hmm. have to go get there something Mm -hmm. this cannot continue do you remember what your moment was that 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 really jerked you back it was like oh i gotta get i gotta get therapy yeah that's a great question um so 2017 i dealt with depression and suicidal ideations so this was before i got cheated on so this is like three years before i got cheated on right so in 2017 my wake up moment was really i was on the couch crying i was texting one of my friends and i was like yo bro i just don't want to be here anymore and what i told her what i told her was if god came down right now and he said yo you got a choice between staying here or going i would have told him right then and there like yo i'm ready to go 
Like, it, wow. what's up? Let's go. Right. Like, I that's how serious I was about it. I wasn't in a I wasn't um planning how I would take my life, but I definitely was looking for an exit, you know, out of what I was experiencing. And so that's when I realized, like, I needed to craft my own exit, not in the way of taking my own life, but figuring out how to get out of this. And so mm -hmm. that was my wake up moment because I was like, yo, bro, you really don't want to be here anymore. Like, yeah. that's that's a right. serious thing to say. I was like, yo, this ain't even you. This has never been you. Right. Like, and that's right, I had to sit right. down and have that conversation with myself. Like, this is not you. Right. And so once I realized that, I was like, OK, I need to do some things about it. Um, I didn't get into therapy at that point because I didn't even know therapy was an option. And this is why I advocate mm. so much for therapy, because there's so many black men that are dealing with all these different things that come from the neighborhoods that I come from and just the backgrounds that I come from that don't even hear about therapy when they're talking about things that make them depressed. Right. Like they're talking mm. about being sad for six months and people are like, oh, bro, just pray about it or you be good, man. You right. gonna get through it. Like, bro, he's that person is basically telling you that they're depressed. Right. Yeah, and we don't even go into, yo, bro, have you looked into a therapist? We go into like, yo, you're going to be all right. Like, yo, right. he's telling you he's not all right right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that just because you think he's going to be good doesn't mean that that person's going to be good. Right. And right. this is how people end up taking their lives because they feel like they express themselves to people and they're not getting their necessary like help or solutions. So I always tell people like, yo, I'm going to give y'all solutions. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to let y'all know how I feel about certain things. But at the end of the day, Instagram ain't therapy and my solutions ain't therapy. It's going to work and it's going to help, but you got to get yourself into therapy and talk to somebody because that is what's going to ultimately push you to where you need to go. Um, So that was my first wake up call in 2017. My second wake up call in 2020 when I realized, OK, I definitely need to get into therapy was after I got cheated on. I was watching all this red pill content on YouTube. Right. Mm. Um, for those of you that don't know what red pill content is, mm. it's basically all the people that you guys see on Instagram that have black men, black men that have podcasts, whenever they saying like anything that's like distasteful about black women or that kind of stuff i kind of all i lump all that stuff into red pill content right yeah, yeah. um <laughs> and so i was watching all this red pill content right i was like dang man like this is how i gotta move moving forward like can't have these women taking advantage of me man this is how i get mm -hmm. cheated on i gotta really play these girls and like you know and that's that's where i was going and i really yeah. sat with myself i've always been the one to self-reflect and be honest with myself and that's what a lot of guys don't do a lot of guys cap they cap to the world right. and they cap to themselves, right? Yep. Um, they try to pretend like they're somebody that they're not. Um, and I knew that that's not who I was. I was like, yo, I don't feel comfortable doing this, but I feel like I have to do this as a result of my hurt and my pain. I can't trust women because I've been cheated on. And once I came to that realization, I was like, okay, you have a problem with your approach to your relationships with women and you need to get into therapy. Most people won't mm -hmm. do that because it's easier to just blame it all on women and change your approach to dealing with women than it is to go to therapy and deal with your childhood trauma and relationship trauma. It's much mm -hmm. easier to just, it's much easier to just say, oh, it's just that woman. And next time I'm just not going to do this with all women. And it's like, bro, that's not really the solution. The solution is making sure that you don't get to a point where you engulf yourself so much in a relationship that that becomes your crutch for who you're, your, for your identity, right? Like yeah. that's what a lot of black men do is like they put themselves in these relationships and it's really our crutch for our identity. And so when we get hurt, it's like, damn, I can't believe it's like somebody stripped a piece of us away. Like, mm -hmm. don't yeah. get me wrong. Being cheated yeah. on is always going to be hurtful. That's always going to be hurtful. But it shouldn't mm -hmm. change you to the point where you can't create relationships healthily with other people, where you feel like everybody's going to cheat on you, where you feel like all women are a certain way. All of those kind of mindsets are a result of negative or maladaptive learned behaviors from trauma. Right. And we don't identify these things because we don't do enough time. We don't do it. We don't take enough time to do the self-reflection.
to understand what's actually going on internally. And even if we do do that self-reflection, a lot of us start lying to ourselves about yeah. what it actually is. Um, and so that's when I was like, okay, you know what? Let me get in therapy. And I got a black woman therapist and she's my therapist to this day. I have a therapy appointment uh, tomorrow. We're going to talk about some things that happened throughout the, you know, the last two weeks. Um, and yeah. it's been dope, man. And I, I implore, you know, I encourage people to get in therapy and talk about these things, especially black men, because we try to sit here in front all the time. Mm. Like we're not, you know, upset mm -hmm. about what's going on, but we really are. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm so amazed because it took me to get into my 40s to have that epiphany about mm. the the patterns and the behaviors and the mindsets that I was carrying into relationships. Mm. And I realized that it was it stemmed from childhood trauma that I brought into my very first relationship and then mm. carried it over forward. And I I took myself out of the dating and relationship game for five years and did a lot of self-reflection and realized that it wasn't me. It wasn't the people I was in a relationship. They were a reflection of how I felt about myself. They were a reflection of what I thought relationships were supposed to be. I showed up in a way that made them react to me in a way that created a dynamic in every one of my relationships. But the outcome was the same. I didn't want the results that I was getting, but I didn't know in any other way to approach relationships until I started to work on myself. And I stopped pointing the finger at all of those men. Mm -hmm. And I started to do the self-reflection and the self-inner work. And that's when I realized that, you know, I had a lot of stuff that I was dealing with internally that was getting me these outcomes, but it took me almost my forties to get that. Yeah. So to hear you, you know, have this much wisdom and insight and self-awareness at your age, it is, it's, it's uplifting and it's inspiring to me that the next generation will get it a lot sooner than we did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all glory to God. Whenever somebody says anything about my wisdom, I always have to give all praise and glory to God. Mm. And the reason why I do that is because from a young age, I've been I've been praying for wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I pray for that. I've been praying for that for as long as I, you know, for, for uh, like since since college, even before college um, in, in different ways. And so whenever somebody's talking about wisdom, I always have to give all glory to God. A lot of this isn't me. Yeah. This is God using me as a vessel to get his message and like the things that people need to hear out. So I appreciate it. I appreciate that for sure. But definitely all glory and all praise to God. Oh yeah, definitely. Now we talk about your wisdom. We talk about uh, what you mentioned earlier about self-evaluation. How you got that, you know, how you kind of, like I said, you had that wake up moment where it was like, mm -hmm. oh, this is what I need to do. But you mentioned that, you know, you were texting a friend of yours and you were kind of, mm -hmm. you know, kind of relaying some things. How important is your circle? in that scenario because you did mm. say you know you had self-evaluation but did you have yeah. anybody kind of like hey man you need to possibly go out and 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 maybe even get therapy or hey man something's going on you need to take a look at it you need some help did you have anybody in your circle that was doing that or was it literally just kind of fell on you to kind of make that first move was it one of those oh you know you're gonna be all right because i know as a guy you know when you talk to your guy friends that's what they do yeah. <laughs> you know Absolutely. I think in 2017, I didn't really have that. Right. But you also have to remember the climate that we were in in, in 2017. Right. A lot of people weren't talking about therapy. Therapy has kind of come on 
heavily as a result of the pandemic and a little bit before that when we were dealing with all these like black killings and all that kind of stuff. And so definitely the pandemic kind of catapulted the black community into talking more about mental health and therapy because that's um, when we started dealing with a lot of these issues. Um, But in 2017, a lot of people didn't really, I didn't have anybody tell me go to therapy or I don't remember anybody telling me to go to therapy. And so I had a good support system, but your support system is only as good as the work that they've done. And so Mm. what that means is um, I can support you through how I would deal with something, right? Right. And that's what I do on the page, right? I do that very well because I've I've gone to therapy and I've actually gone through the healing process. I know what it looks like for myself as a black man. But oftentimes what you hear in our community is, Oh, you got cheated on, man. You just need to go rebound, shorty, right. and go, you know, right. do thing. And once you do that, you'll be good, right? Yeah. And that's how we measure ourselves up as men is like um, based on how many women we could take down, our body count, all these different things, mm-hmm. right? And so what I mean by your your like that's what I mean by your your support your support system is only as good as the work that they've done. If someone hasn't been in therapy, if someone hasn't been doing a healing work, they're not gonna tell you to meditate to you know right 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 and your anxiety and your stress they're not going to tell you to journal because that helps you (laughs) you know what i'm saying like these are the things that you don't really hear in our circles and these are these are the actual tools and the steps that you could take to really heal post like breakup post depression um suicidal ideations all these kind of things you can kind of take these steps to meditate to journal um that will really help you so i had a support system they weren't actively talking about therapy in 2017, but in 2020, once I got cheated on, um, we kind of started having a little bit more of those conversations. And so that's when I felt more comfortable doing it. And one of my friends actually was getting into therapy. And that's how I found my therapist was through her giving me the actual resource mm-hmm. to actually go there and actually look for like a therapist in a, a directory. So um, 2020, yes, 2017, no, but also it's just because of the climate that we were in. And now we're, we're talking a lot more about mental health in a black community. And it's a beautiful thing. And we need to continue to do that. Um, so like, I think like the next step in our community is to have more black men applying to be, you know, psychologists, like, yes. applying for, like bachelors in psychology and then going mm-hmm. getting their masters and like their license in yeah. psychology. Right. Like that's the next step. And that's a lot of people don't understand that that's what a bag is. Like that's where, yeah. the, that's where yeah. the, big 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 bag is especially if you know how to articulate yourself um mm. because what's going to happen on social media is as as these platforms grow as express yourself black man grows as all these other black mental health platforms grow people are going to be looking for other thought leaders in the space right like mm-hmm. you, you can really count on a, on your hand at least i can the amount of black male like therapists that are on ig that actually have a platform there's probably like around, mm. around like maybe 10. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a very small, small, small percentage um, of people. And and especially when you look at our demographic and how many black yeah. men there are and how important it is to us to actually have these spaces to where we feel comfortable, where we feel seen and heard. Um, anybody that, that I feel like is interested in psychology should definitely be going to get their master's and get their license and actually start creating platforms and, and solutions and stuff for our people because... Um, that's where the bag is, man. Like it's not—it's not only about money. Um, money is important. It's also about creating solutions. But I think if you have um, integrity and you're doing things with the right intentions, that you should get paid. And so, oh yeah, I'm—I'm—I'm um, I'm, I'm always—I'm going to be really pushing. Like once this exclusive community comes out and we have people come in and we do this healing and stuff, I'm going to be pushing to kind of get black men into like 
getting their license and all that kind of stuff and eventually like hopefully hopefully scholarships and those kind of things um so when more capital is going to be more giving back um that's always the, that's always part of the mission oh yeah right that's, and the bag is a gift man that's that's really what it is it ain't just mm -hmm. the financial it's the mm -hmm. actual platform and to be able to kind of uplift the community because it does yeah. start with us mm -hmm. yeah so i have a question and i've seen this before and i <clears throat> i've heard therapists say that it's a misconception it's misinformation mm -hmm. but a lot of people have made the statement that when someone is thinking about committing suicide or if they commit suicide that it's a selfish act it's a it's an act that they didn't consider the impact that it would have on friends and family mm -hmm. and i just wanted you to give your perspective on when you were feeling suicidal i i think people misconceive what that what that mindset is and what right. you're really going through right, and they're right, just right. looking at it from their perspective they're not inside the mind of a person who's feeling that way Absolutely. um can you kind of give us some insight on what that is and what it what you were going through well, the first thing I'll say is saying suicide is a selfish act is actually selfish in itself, if you actually mm -hmm. think about it, right? Because what right. you think about is yourself in that moment. I can't believe that this person decided to end their life and didn't yes. think about me. Yes. That in itself is rooted in selfishness. Yes. Like thinking about yourself. Um, mm -hmm. So I want to point that out right there. I also don't think suicide is a selfish act at all. I think suicide is an escape for what mm -hmm. people are dealing with. When we talk about me, and my suicidal ideations, the reason why I was having suicidal ideations is because I wanted to find an exit. The pain yeah. was so much, that emotional pain on a day-to-day -day basis. People don't understand what it is mm -hmm. to deal with that emotional pain on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, you waking up, you could have the best day. Everything could be going right. Birds could be mm -hmm. chirping at your mail. You got a check in the mail, $10,000. You know, your car is yep. Everything is good. But you just can't escape the emotional pain that you're doing yeah. and regardless of how many things are going right in your life you always feel like it's not enough yeah. so that's where it becomes okay i need to escape this at by any means necessary and so suicide becomes the option because people mm. don't have other tools especially in our community so it's not that it's a selfish thing it's just that it seems like the only option or the best option available to end that emotional pain and people don't go straight into i'm going to i'm going to uh kill myself people go straight mm -hmm. into, okay how can i deal with this a lot of people reach out you know a lot of people yeah. reach out a lot of people are looking for help a lot of people are looking for tools and tips and resources and all these different things but they just can't find it and like we talked about your support system is only as good as the work that they've done right mm -hmm. and so we're reaching out to your support system your support system hasn't done any work doesn't know anything about you right. know how to really advise you on these processes how are you going to go and do the work on your own like it takes a very strong individual to then go and take themselves from suicidal ideations to getting into therapy and finding the right therapist it's a lot of energy to find therapists right like yeah. so i don't think people understand the amount of work that it takes for people that are having suicidal ideations to get to a point where they feel comfortable with their mental health i think we uh definitely take that for granted because a lot of people haven't really experienced depression and suicidal ideation so they don't know what that feels like yeah. um, mm. suicide is an exit for people that don't have the tools and, and the tips and the techniques to really deal with their um, emotional pain properly and so that's why it's important for us to inform ourselves 
so that we can be able to help these individuals and also check in with people on a, on a regular cadence. Ooh. Yeah, that was actually my next thing. You know, you mentioned checking on people regularly, you mm -hmm. know, as someone who, you know, may witness, you know, a friend or a loved one that might be having a hard time. Maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be trauma. How, how can you recognize the signs of, hey, this person may be going through a little something? And how do you even approach them to maybe even try <clears throat> to get help? So signs are hard to recognize and it's different for everybody. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So I always look for a difference in behavior. Right. Mm -hmm. And a difference in behavior can be anything. And so you have to pay attention to people's behavior more than what they say, because we're always going to say, oh, I'm fine. I'm good, bro. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But if I always hear from yeah. you every week and I haven't heard from you from you in four weeks, I know you're not fine. Something's going on. Yeah. Right. That's a difference mm -hmm. in behavior. Right. And so we have to pay right. attention to people's behavior more than what they say. Um, and the way that you can kind of help somebody through that is you can send a text. Right. You can always send a text. But we always going to say, I'm good. Um, yeah. Show up. Pop up, man. Take some time. bro. Like yeah. take some time out of your schedule. Like I have a busy schedule, but I'm always going to make time for people that I know are going through things. Right. Like I know one of my friends is going through something right now. Um, like his 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 grandma just died, and I know that that was somebody that was very dear to him. And I'm, you know, we send a text and make sure that he's good, and we laugh and we send memes and all that kind of stuff. But it's yeah. nothing more important than popping up on that person, right? And so I'm not physically there to be able to do that right now. But when I get when I get back to um, when I get back to New York, I'm gonna make sure I do that, right? Like it's important that we do these things that we physically, you know, physically show our presence because energy is felt, right? Especially when you're there with somebody. So um, I think that's one of the best ways that you can kind of show up for somebody that that needs you is to pop up and just be there right and you don't gotta yeah. sit there and be a, their therapist right like you don't have to give right, them right. advice sometimes people just need to need the air to vent to yeah, um, yeah. everybody gotta eat right somebody sometimes take that mm -hmm. person out buy them food like that's something that i do regularly like if somebody right. just lost someone i'm like all right cool let me get you some food man like what's yeah up? well yeah. you gotta you gotta eat today right let me let me pay for your dinner right like these yeah. are ways we can actually take action to help someone and it may seem very small um, but that's something that someone that person will probably won't forget, right? Um, and it's a way that you can show up and support without having to feel like um without you feeling like you don't know what what to do, right? Like pay right. for that person's dinner. Like that's a very small thing. Um, but it allows you to be there and be in their space and check in on them physically. Yeah. So you said that you were like the first person in your circle to consider therapy and actually um go to therapy. So mm -hmm how receptive or how resistant was your circle of friends to that idea of you doing it and then possibly speaking to them about maybe considering it for themselves you know what's interesting i have an interesting uh i have a very open circle of friends right and so yeah. i i have different friends for different things and okay. and um one like one of the groups of my friends that i was talking to about it like some of the people in that well at least i think one of the people in that group um was i was already in therapy um okay. so it wasn't like this yo you going to therapy whoa kind of yeah. it wasn't really that right 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 one person was already in it um also another group of my friends that you know um i was talking to about it another person was in it. like i talked about uh my friend that helped me with it like she was already in therapy so she gave me the resources Okay. Um, so she was in another group. So I didn't really have that like, oh, wow, you're in therapy? Whoa. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't really have that. Actually, one of the groups that I was in, 
we had made a pact that we were all supposed to see a therapist. Whether we said whether we whether everybody did that or not, yeah, this was a push that we all kind of made. Like, yo, we all gonna see a therapist, especially after I went through my 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 um, breakup and getting cheated on. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That that was a challenge that we all did. Um, and so I, you know, I, I understand it. I understand people having friends that aren't um really comfortable with them you know, going to therapy and talking about these things, but you got to understand that this is your life, right? And this is how um, you have to live with the decisions that you make. So regardless of what anybody else says, you have to be comfortable with your life, with the decisions that you make. And if you feel like going to therapy is going to help you to make better decisions in your life and to be a better individual, it does not matter what anybody says, you should go and do that. Um, And so I really wholeheartedly believe that and so regardless of what anybody was going to say to me about it i was going to do it i'm very headstrong when it comes to certain things that i that i believe in um and so I, it didn't really matter what anybody was going to say but that comes with a certain level of comfortability and confidence in yourself and a lot of us try to front like we have that but a lot of us don't have that right and so you have <laughs> to get you have to get real about who you are as an individual and where you want to be and if you feel like therapy matches and aligns with what you want to do in your life then you should go regardless of what what anybody has to say yeah so how important is that for you dating or being in a relationship for your partner to be Mm -hmm. in therapy or yeah um, luckily i have a a really supportive partner and um she's in you know she's does she does her own things and we've done we've done couple therapy um she's definitely been individual therapy right and and the kind of you know it's important for me, but at the same time, it's not something that I'm going to force on my partner, right? Like it's something that we right. talk about, um, but at the end of the day, you know, she has to make her own decision. And I implore all of us as black men to stop trying to force people that we're in relationships <laughs> to do things, right? Like right. we try to, you know, we try to, we try to craft and carve right. and, and train and, you know, all these different <laughs> crazy, you know, I'm like, yo, stop trying to train your partner into who you want them to be man like yes. they up to you as who they are and it's up to you right. to accept them for who they are or not it's not your job to train them this is not a pet you know i'm like we, <laughs> we treat our partners like like mm-hmm. dogs sometimes man like not in a not in a really bad That's way true. but like we really look at having a partner like a pet and it's yo this is not your dog bro this is a human being you're not your job is not to be their father your job is to be their partner they're equal and if you guys mm. have issues in a relationship and you feel like therapy would be a, a really good solution, whether it be individual therapy or couples therapy, you have that conversation. You don't force it on them. Just like any other thing. If you guys are having problems and you feel like that person isn't cooking enough, right? This is a mm-hmm. conversation. Then you see how they behave and their behavior should dictate how you respond. Not in a way where you try to force them to do that thing. But if you express how you feel about something and that person isn't doing it and you told them that it's something that you want them to do, then now you have a choice to make, right? Is whether, do you still want to be in that relationship? or Can you deal with that? Or do you want to dip? And like I said, a lot of us wrap our identity around being in a relationship. So we try to force Ooh. these things to work, mm-hmm. right? And so when they're not working, it's like, okay, I got to train her. She's not doing what she needs to do, blah, blah, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, no, bro, you need to work on yourself. Do you want to deal with this? If not, then why are you here? Oh, right. it's really it's really that simple and we get into yeah. all these relationship issues my girl ain't doing this my man ain't doing this blah 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 and it's like bro okay they're not doing this you've expressed mm-hmm. it now what right. now what keep having the same right. conversation over and over and don't get me wrong i've been that person i did that for two years i know what it's like to have the same conversation over and over, <laughs> and over. i'm not getting nowhere yeah i've had the same <laughs> argument for almost a year and some change now what are y'all doing 
Right. Can we, can we please can we please come to some kind of agreement or disagree to or agree to disagree? And if we can't do that, then what are y'all doing? Right. What are y'all doing? Because people wasting time, wasting mm-hmm. time, more than wasting time. Like exactly, people sit and see all of these red flags and try to make it work because we've been taught that we have to make these things work. Women yeah. got a biological clock. Men don't feel comfortable until they wear a relationship with a, with a beautiful mm-hmm. woman. And so we come into these relationships with all these things that are forcing us to feel like we have to be in these relationships. It has right. to work. I yeah. remember I was in college before I graduated. I'm like, I was like 21. And I was thinking to myself, bro, I, I got to find my wife in college because if I don't find my wife in college, I'm never going to find my wife because I don't like going out to clubs and stuff. So I'm <laughs> never going to be able to. You know what I'm saying? Like I had all of right, right, right. at 21. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And this is a lot of men and we don't talk about these things, man. Like we say and pretend like this is not this is not pressure for us, but it is also pressure for it us is. to find our find our woman or find our man. Right? Wow. And so we don't talk about this enough and then it leads to us making all these decisions in our relationships and ignoring all these red flags and getting cheated mm-hmm. on and be, you know what I'm saying? Like and it's it's because we have this underlying belief that we are not enough until we are with someone. And then once we're with someone right. that makes us enough. Um, so if you feel like things aren't working in your relationship um, and you think therapy is going to help, definitely have that conversation. But if your partner is not into doing therapy, then you have a decision to make, just like with any mm-hmm. other thing that you may think is important. If your partner is not with it, then you have a decision to make. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I, you can't force your partner to do things. All you can do is control what you can control. And all you can control is you. Everything else, you have to leave it up to God. And whoever else that you believe in um or the universe or whatever the case may be but please as black men we have to tr- stop yeah. trying to control the uncontrollable exactly. that's, what we try, that's what we try to do man that's why you see all these yeah. men talking about i want to control my wife and all these different things man. Right. I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of red flags turning into checkered flags man <laughs> <laughs> like when it gets to that point you see the red flag you know what uh-uh it's over and we yep. have to learn how to walk away from those particular scenarios if you know that it's no good why are you going to continue to to put yourself through it because mm-hmm. it's not going to be mentally healthy for you to continue to carry a weight that you don't need to have on your shoulders i love mm-hmm. that man red flags and the checker flags i may have to take that one man i, ain't gonna <laughs> lie. I may have to use that one i'm gonna quote it's, you though i'm definitely gonna get it to me, but i'm definitely <laughs> have to use that one for sure Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, look, y'all, this has been an awesome conversation. Dope guests as oh, usual. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody in the audience, in the in the comments for joining us, for tuning in, for adding your insight, your conversation. Um, before we wrap it up, I just want to give Kizzle the floor. Um, tell us again where we can um, connect with you, where mm-hmm. we can follow you, mm-hmm. where we can subscribe to, you know, your name. Um, you know, your community and all the things that you have coming up. Absolutely. So you guys can follow me at Express Yourself Black Band on all social media. So we have a YouTube channel with all the podcast episodes and also other videos that I do on like viral videos that I see in the black community. And I try to give my insight. That YouTube is Express Yourself Black Man. We have the IG with over 55,000 people in the community. That's also Express Yourself Black Man. We also have the podcast. It's called Express Yourself Black Man. We're over 45 episodes talking about mental health, dating, relationships, suicide ideations, vulnerability, all these different things. We have men, we have women, we have gay men, you know, like we have therapists, we have all these different conversations because it's important um, to have these conversations in our community. So that podcast is available on all podcast streaming platforms. It's also available on YouTube. 
as far as the exclusive community, we're going to have low cost therapy, we're going to have categorized content. So if you're looking for dating content, if you're looking for relationships content, you're looking for mental health content, fitness, credit, all that kind of stuff, we're going to have not only mental health and relationships and dating, we're going to have other people from the black community, black men, black women come in and curate their own content as well in their own categories. So it's going to expand a lot. Those are just the, the, the topics that I'm thinking about right now. That exclusive community is also going to have low cost therapy. And what I mean by low cost is $50 or less for whoever's in that community. We're also wow. have medical concierge service. So black men will be able to just request for a doctor in their area. And then that service will take care of scheduling an appointment, getting them to that doctor's appointment, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that also be included in the membership. If you're interested in that, you want early access. We have not launched it yet. We're probably going to launch it in the next one to two months. If you want early access, you can go to expressyourselfblackman.com slash therapy and just fill out the form on the first uh, section of that site. It's also linked in our bio. It's the first link in our bio. It says register for early access to the exclusive community. So um, that is the exclusive community. We also have therapy that we're offering. Um, not necessarily we offering it, but we have like a whole guide that I've uh, broken down on the website. It's also on expressyourselfblackman.com slash therapy. So if you go on that link and you fill out the form and you keep scrolling, you'll see an entire list of directories and resources and all that kind of stuff. Um, also have the Hurt and the Healing ebook. And so that ebook covers depression, suicidal ideations, breakups, attachment styles, anxiety. Um, it has four different chapters with those different topics, and I split those chapters into two sections. One section is me telling my story and what I experienced, and then the other section is how I healed. So it gives a guide and, and steps and all that kind of stuff and resources. Um, so that book is also linked in my Instagram bio. Um, it's called From Hurting to Healing a Black Man's Guide to Feeling. So we have a lot, a lot of stuff. I'm sure I missed something else. It's a lot of stuff, right? The whole point of the platform is to be a solution instead of I'm um, creating more problem, problems in our community. So I appreciate you guys having me for sure, man. This is dope what you guys got going on. Dope. That wasn't a pun, but you know. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, guys out there, I implore you, Black men of all ages, please, uh, it's scrolling on the bottom of the screen. Go and follow him on Instagram. Go ahead and subscribe to his YouTube channel. You will not be disappointed. We need these conversations in the black community among black men, especially because y'all are the leaders of our community. We need y'all to be happy and healthy so that the community can get stronger. And I just want to send a shout out to your parents, Kizzle. They did an awesome job. Absolutely. You're a great and, young man. And my and therapist. Oh, yeah. And your therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm very proud of the work that you're doing. Gator, you want to you wanna give us anything to close out with? No, I just want to second that emotion. And it's great having you here, man. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you got coming next, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie. The exclusive community concept. I can't wait till it launches. That sounds like that's going to be dope, dude. Absolutely, bro. I appreciate that, man. Thank you, Gator. Again, happy birthday, Erica. Thank you so much. <laughs> appreciate it. Good night, everybody. Until next time. Peace out. All right. See you guys.